This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 138, Mastering Your Side Hustle. It was really just some kind of light bulb moment where I realized, all right, there are people out there that are doing things and getting paid for it that I had never even knew I mean, it was possible. Hearing more of these folks' stories and how people really were able to create better futures for themselves just by leveraging their knowledge and their skills and passions, I was like, man, you know, maybe there's something to this. Hey, H2ICers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. Hey, this is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other people's stories. We get to bring on experts like Ty Roxen, who helps millennials follow their calling while making a global difference, or people that have pretty amazing stories like Grant Baldwin, who quit his job with no plan and then pursued a career as a speaker, and people that are just like you, who have gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And that really signifies... Uh, the story of our next guest, and yeah, this is this is a rather unique story. This is going to be a little bit different. And in this episode, you're going to learn how to leverage the knowledge and skills and passions that you already have to create a better life for yourself by starting the side hustle, and then also how you don't have to actually quit your J job to enjoy work that you're you're passionate about. There are a number of ways to do that. So stay tuned for that. Plus, we're going to get deep into how to balance your life with a side business. People do it all the time. And if that's something you're interested in, I want you to hang around to listen to hear how to do that too. And lastly, knowing yourself, what you want, the type of environment that you excel in is going to help you find a successful side hustle that won't feel like a job at all, at all. And, and I can definitely vouch for that because I've, I've been there. That's how I started this business and this podcast and everything that comes along with it. So, so let me introduce to you our next guest who is a full-time lab supervisor at a medical device and diagnostics company by day and a side hustling rock star by heart. At night, Tracy Minutolo got her start in the side hustle business when she decided it was time to get herself out of debt. After years of feeling stuck, she found the world of business podcasts and decided to start a small virtual assistant side business, providing social media, community management, and other support services for podcasters with purpose. And that's actually how we met her. And she actually started working with with us, which is really, really, really cool. So we we absolutely appreciate what uh, what she's done. But with that side hustle fire. Lit under her. She's on fast track to being in debt free inside the next two years. I want you to learn how you can do this too. So let me introduce to you, without further ado, Tracy Minutolo. Tracy, I am ridiculously excited 
I was trying to think of a stronger word than ridiculously, but I think that that, that puts it very aptly. This, this conversation has been a really long time coming. Uh, it is, it's something that I've been looking forward to since, uh, since we talked about it a, a few weeks back. And I, uh, I'm really, really excited to be able to chat with you about, uh, geez, your, your journey, like how, uh, how you found HTYC, how we found you, uh, your progression. You've, you've done a lot of stuff over the last number of years and, uh, I want to, I want to really dive into that. So I, I'm first of all, welcome to happen to your career officially. Thank you. Wow. And I'm uh, ridiculously excited to be here. <laughs> this is awesome. So you, you even, you started listening to the podcast and for those, a uh, little bit of background really quick here, just to, just to really tee this up. Um, Tracy has been the person who has really, uh, after the, after the episode has, uh, after the episode has been edited by, uh, another member of our team, Josh and, and put through post-production, Tracy's been the person to really, make everything look nice, put everything in place, make it so that you can actually hear the episode, upload everything, uh, get it out there to social media. All the ways that, uh, that you can actually uh, consume it have been because of you. So thank you for that. First of all, everybody owes you a thank you for that. Everybody listening to this right now owes you a thank you for that. But, uh, and, and that's cool, and we'll dive into that. But you've also done so much more at the same time. So I, I'm curious, like, where... Where do you feel like your your story starts? Because now at this point, how how would you describe all of the things that you do right this second? Let's start there. Wow. Well, where the story really starts, I think, is just um, hitting a point about two years ago, maybe a little more than that, where I realized um, that debt was just kind of a, a way of life for me. I had had some kind of, I don't know, just depressing thought at one point that it was just like, well you know, I'm probably going to die with my student loans. <laughs> um, and, you know, that just didn't sit well with me. And I think what ended up happening through the course of, you know, several months is really I just started looking for resources out there. Um, you know, I had already been into podcasts, but I was listening to a lot of NPR stuff and I had never yeah. really listened to much in the way of, um, like, I guess, personal finance podcasts or personal development type uh, podcasts. So, just did a little search in the store. I found uh, a little show at that time. It was called the Yo Pro Wealth uh, Podcast. Austin Netsley. <laughs> Austin Netsley, right. And just really, really like dove into that hard. And uh, I heard, uh, heard about H2IC through that. Scott was on one of the episodes and I was intrigued and got into, you know, kind of exploring, I guess, a little bit more and thinking about my career as well during that time and thinking about, okay, well, what are all the ways that I can um, improve my financial situation? And so that just really led me down a path of like discovering a ton of great resources and meeting tons of awesome people in the process. Okay, so I uh, you gloss right over that. I know that there's so much involved in that, <laughs> like so much more that we're going to be able to have time to to dive into today. But the what do you feel like really kind of set you on the track and sort of changed your mind. Cause you, you just, I just heard you say Tracy that, uh, you know, I thought I was going to die with my student loans. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you found a couple of those podcasts and everything like that. Was it just 
was it just the overtime realizing that it could be different or were there any, any one or a couple of moments that, that really caused things to switch for you? Well, I think out of sort of the, the desperation of wanting to find a new way to approach my situation. So yeah. that's one. And two, I was working at a job at the time that was pretty miserable, actually. Um, and I ended up uh, with, but the good thing was I had a lot of time to listen to more podcasts at work because it was a very desk based job. So just looking for new content and just searching. And when I got into, you know, listening to some of these new podcasts, it was really just some kind of light bulb moment where I realized, all right, there are people out there that are doing things and getting paid for it that I had never even knew. I mean, it was possible. It was just like, shocking to me. And so slowly over the course of, you know, several more months hearing more of these folks stories and how people really were able to create better futures for themselves just by leveraging their knowledge and their skills and passions. I was like, man, you know, maybe there's something to this. So it was the, through the podcast and through this, this new set of influences on my life that the epiphanies started happening. That's cool. So almost the exposure, just having exposure that there was another way or, Lots of other ways. <laughs> yeah. Then that yeah. that was really what what slowly started helping in in that regard. That's that's interesting because I think that's the case for a lot of different people. And I mean, you were a listener of our show long before you started uh, working with us. Long before you started doing a whole bunch of these other things too. Um, but I think that that's where what our a lot of our listeners go through. That's what a lot of HTYCers actually go through and. People don't know that it's possible any other way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think when you start hearing people's stories who, you know, are very similar to yours, yeah. you know, and then I yeah. started listening to the Well-Kept Wallet podcast as well and hearing these people yeah. crushing their debt and I'm just like, I can do this, you know, and then from there that evolved to a lot of Dave Ramsey <laughs> listening and that's even taken it to a new level. Um, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, and that's constantly, you know, also a source of inspiration for me as well to like kind of have those stories and hear, you know, hear all of this stuff that's very like motivating on a day to day basis when you're feeling tired, you know, you're like a little bit, you know, not always so optimistic, but you have those, these voices, you know, coming through the the car, you know, on the, the commute and it's just, just keep going, you know? So I'm, I'm curious too, because I think even, was it before, where, where did you really start to, um, and, and I want to piece together a couple of these things that, that, that happened so that everybody sure. else can under, understand, but where did you, where did you actually become affiliated with, uh, with the for a cause organization and tell people a little bit about that, uh, and, and how you got involved with that? Because like the, when I first met you, cause we chatted on the phone at, at somewhere along the line, probably been like yeah. what, two, two and a half years ago at this point. I can't quite remember. Yep. And I remember being really impressed cause you had like all of these things going on. I'm like, <laughs> she's, how does she do so much? And this is coming from a guy who's like, uh, I was trying to get, like get up early every day and everything like that. And I'm looking at yeah. all the stuff you were doing and it's like, wow, how's she doing all this? This is impressive. Um, but how, how did you get involved with that and tell people a little bit about it? Yeah. And well, the cool thing and how this is related for folks that want to know is really that, um, the skills that I developed in the process of working, uh, with Throwdown for a cause, yeah, that's what actually turned into my side business. That's where it all came from. Um, 
Throwdown for a Cause uh, it was an annual event that we held here in San Diego um, to raise money for homeless teens, homeless and at-risk um, teens here in town. So every, all the money stays local. And it really it stemmed out of um, just a discussion amongst a group of my friends. One year uh, during Pride or right before Pride, we, we had said that we wanted to do something different this year. We just, you know, you can always go to parties, but we wanted to do something with meaning. And so uh, we held the event uh, in another friend's backyard, <laughs> got an inflatable uh, kiddie pool, and ordered some Jello online and put this thing together. And we raised five hundred dollars, and we were inspired. And the following year, you know, one of the girls just said, "Hey, who wants to do it again? Like, let's let's see what we can do this year." And it just grew and grew. And we uh, we've done six of those events so far and raised over thirty grand um, for the local teens here in San Diego. Wow. So, but my role in that, actually several roles, um, but a big part of my role um, in Throwdown for a Cause has been social media promotions and, you know, just spreading the word. Um, in addition to organizing and doing all of the other kind of on the ground stuff as well and uh, leading the team. But um, the social media stuff was really what, um, first of all, it was kind of by default because no one else wanted to deal with it. So I was yeah. like, I'll do it, you know, and so I jumped in. <laughs> And I taught myself a lot, and I realized I really had a passion for it. I love it. So that's, yeah. So and right before we hit the record button, I was, uh, I was asking you for advice on social media. So that's how, that's how far this came. <laughs> so six years ago, it sounds like you really didn't know anything about social media. But you're just like, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Why not? All right. And then you jumped yeah. in and, and started teaching yourself. And at this point, now uh, I would consider you to be... Uh, one of the experts that I turn to with uh, with anything social media related. So that's that's really interesting. What can happen in six years? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, because it's something that I was passionate about, I yeah. really found it to be fun. So I would read up on it, and I love the social media examiner website and all of the stuff that they put out. It's just fabulous. I mean, you can get sucked into a black hole <laughs> with it, but oh, yeah. uh, um, it definitely was was a lot of fun and. That's like I said, that was the skill set I turned to when it came to, you know, thinking about uh, business ideas for myself. Okay. So you, uh, you at some point ended up, um, you know, in this, in this other job, in this other role that you're, that you're doing, you decided, Hey, this is not that great. You started listening to podcasts. You started getting a little bit of exposure. Some point you decided to leave that job, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was probably right around the time that I first talked to you. Yeah. And, um, that job was very desk oriented and very much like a data analysis sort of a, a job. And I missed the lab because I am a microbiologist by training. And I actually just, you know, I like uh, culturing organisms and then trying to kill them. It's, it's just fun. <laughs> so <laughs> well, when realized, you put it that way, I mean, really, who can, who can turn that down? <laughs> I know. And I can stand the smell in the, in the lab. So that's, you know, comes over many, many years of working in micro labs, but I just realized it was time to go back to the, the lab. So I ended up taking on a new um, opportunity, which was much better at that time. So what what caused you to make that decision to leave at that point in time? Uh, just that the job was not a great fit for me. And it was a job that I sort of leapt into without doing too much uh, research, I guess, up front or without giving it too much uh, thought. <laughs> really, just I was, quote unquote, wanting to try something new. And then the something new, I, I knew almost instantly that it wasn't a good fit for me. So I was yeah. there about for about seven months or so. And then I made the switch back. Okay. So you made the switch back then you, um, moved into this, this new role 
And I know because you and I have talked, I don't know, almost once a week since probably about that time. Yep. Um, that it's a much better fit for you. I also yeah. know that not only is it a much better fit for you, but I've seen you get promoted along the way and, and uh, take on additional responsibilities and all kinds of, all kinds of fun stuff, get raises, et cetera. Um, so clearly it was a good fit. Like how did, how did you decide to go to that? Cause it, I mean, that's one of the things that a lot of our, I mean, you know, like you've, <laughs> you've worked with the podcast for a while. You, you were a listener. Uh, you know, all this stuff better than I do to some degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but that's what a lot of a lot of people are are interested in now is like how do I how do I find sort of that right thing for me? So how, how did you know that this was sort of the right thing for you, and how did you go about getting it? Well, you know, uh, I knew that I was in the wrong place with the, the job we were just discussing, and I knew that you know my skill set, like the strongest skill set that I had, was you know quality control microbiology. So I naturally wanted to go back to that because there was some comfort in it on yeah. one level. But I also knew uh, in the previous job, the one I really didn't like, I didn't have any leadership uh, role or any leadership responsibility. And I don't know, I, uh, God, even since I was 17 years old and I was working at a fast food chicken place in high school, they made me the night manager, which is a little crazy and probably a little irresponsible to do that, you know, to give a 17 year old girl free reign at the place. But um, that's part of it that I always knew that I really enjoyed having leadership responsibility. So that probably was something that fed into it as well. So yeah, I wanted to yeah. back and I want to go into back into a supervisor role and, you know, just knowing that about myself. That's cool. So then what happened from there? Because you started, you started, you got in there, you're loving the job. You are, you've got a whole bunch of good things going. And at some point along the way, you decided, look, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and start something on the side. What on earth were you thinking? And, and how did that come about? Help. Uh, I know a little bit of the story, but I don't even know that I know the whole story, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, there was another job switch in the, in the interim as well, because that was a small company that I went to right after that first job. And oh, that's right. then, yeah. yeah. So I ended up moving from there into a, pretty much analogous role at just a much bigger company. And since then, it's just been awesome. Like I, I love my company. Um, and part of it is just because like they give opportunities to the people who want the opportunity. So if you want additional training, if you want to learn about something, you know, maybe that's not, I don't know, maybe so obvious in your, your particular role, their opportunities are there. And so one of the things that, you know, we've been really strong on is uh, lean and continuous improvement. And so that's been like a sort of a, little pet project for me as well. It's a, yeah. another passion that I have. And so, you know, the company really rewards that if you want it, they, they'll give it to you and it's great. Um, so that's that. And I'm, I'm trying to think in timing wise, when I started the side business, it was, yeah. So that's, that's about two years. Um, I forgot I you had I, the other job in between there. I was, I was mixing that part up. I forgot you went from the, you went from the job you hate to the, to the small company and then made the move to the slightly larger company there, the bigger yes. company. And then, uh, I forgot about that one in the middle. Okay. So you, you did all yeah. that and then, yeah, that's so, side biz. How did that, how did biz. that happen? All right. So now I have it in my head after listening to all these podcasts. I'm like, I want to, you know, I want to bring in more income. I want to get out of debt. I want, really want this thing called financial freedom. Right. And, you know, previous to this, 
Um, I had been through a debt management program where I cleared all of my credit card debt. Yep. And that was an amazing experience. It was a difficult experience. I had to learn how to live without a credit card. So I had three years in that program. And so at that point, you know, I was like, all right. And that's probably around the time that I started talking to you is right after I finished that. And, and I remember having a conversation with you, too, about that, about, you know, really just um, how much income I could throw at my debt every month, you know, and, and just really wanting to challenge myself. Like if I put this much more toward my debt, then I can be out of debt this much faster. And I just remember being really inspired by that and thinking, well, you know, I can make certain reductions to my monthly expenses. I can do that. But then, you know, that's a finite amount. But the side of the equation that I can impact, I guess, most here or I can make the biggest dent is really just bringing in more money. So I had done all sorts of things. I mean, I don't know if I even told you this, but I've done all sorts of like side gigs or like <laughs> funny things for extra money uh for many many years um okay, I've done, now i want hold on hold on let's not gloss over that now i want to hear about them <laughs> <laughs> nothing too crazy but i've done everything from let's see we have uh some major universities here in yeah. town and they do uh research studies so yep. i haven't done anything invasive and nothing that required uh taking any medication but I have done uh, some different studies for with that required like MRI scans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did a sleep study one time, which was actually pretty fun, where they just uh, hook you up. They put all these electrodes all over your body, and you go to sleep, and they monitor your sleep patterns, and it was actually really awesome. So I've done all sorts of things for just like one-offs for, for extra money. Uh, I'm trying to think. I also took a weird side job one time um, working at this fruit tree farm down i don't know about 20 miles south of here but the guy actually had a collection of exotic birds as well which is really odd but my job was to take care of the exotic birds so i would get up at five o'clock in the morning on a saturday go down there and chop fruit up for these birds and then go feed them so you've slept for money (laughs) you have mri'd for money and you have fed exotic birds for money among other things yeah and i also did uh customer service uh calls uh like customer service like checkup calls for this company that does um like mobile like audio installation for cars (laughs) just weird stuff that i would find on craigslist um yeah but i i realized that you know a certain point at the point that we're talking about here that i really wanted something of my own i wanted something sustainable and not just this one-off thing but i also realized i needed to get a lot better about managing my money because you know it doesn't really matter how much you're bringing in if you're not managing it it's just going to escape So, (laughs) yeah, a lot of those things were kind of going around in my head at that time. And so I realized I wanted to start a side business. So tell us about that then. What was was the side business you wanted to start? Why did you want to start it at the time? And then what did you do about it? Well, I didn't know uh, what I wanted to start. So I and I can definitely relate now. And this is why I love working with people that are in this space, because it's just Every decision or every thought you have just feels stupid. It's like when you come up with an idea and you're like, I could totally do that. And you're like, that's dumb. Like nobody would pay me for that. You know, I, I, I went through many cycles of that over months and months. I would even say, God, my, probably close to seven months to a year where I just had like ideas and then I would, you know, shoot them down. Um, I took a couple of courses to try to help me find ideas. And, you know, I kept coming back to, you know, well, I'm a microbiologist and what, how does that translate into a side job? You know, it's like, who wants me to come to their house and, you know, culture their living, culture their organisms and kill them, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like how does that translate into anything? 
And it just, it took a while because I think, and part of that too actually was probably at the time your course was a 13 day or a 14 day email course. I know it's eight day course now. Um, but some of the questions that, um, I worked through some of the exercises I worked through, through that helped me realize that, you know, social media is kind of cool. You know, maybe there's something here. And right around that time, I heard about this, uh, this thing, this new thing called virtual assistants. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, this seems like a piece of cake. I could totally do this. So from there, it was just a matter of thinking, well, if I'm going to provide virtual services like, uh, you know, social media for one, like who would I want to work with? And then another light bulb moment, it was like, well, I'm all about these podcasts and I've already started reaching out to some of the hosts, you know, just chatting with them and you were one of them. Um, May as well see what's there for me and kind of reach out. And so what I did at that point was I emailed uh, a small handful of the podcast hosts for the shows that I liked and had a, some like some rapport up to that point with the hosts already. And I just, I think I said something like, you know, I'm thinking about becoming a virtual assistant. I have these sets of uh, skills. What do you, have you ever worked with a virtual assistant? What do you look for in a virtual assistant? I'm trying to see uh, what my skills are versus what's actually in demand. And I'm trying to see if I can match that up. And that led to two clients. So it was pretty awesome. I'm trying to find the a- email. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> for it now. <laughs> I haven't tried to look for it. I hope I saved it. <laughs> Way back. So I remember that. I remember getting that email. And I think it, I think I sent you I think I sent you back a response. I don't know. We'll know in a minute. Who knows? Maybe I just ignored you for a month. I hope not. Um no, you didn't. You, you sent me back a response that was awesome because it really showed me like, okay, so you are at a particular uh, place in building your business and you, I think you gave me uh, like the, the three types of tasks, like the, all your tasks organized in three buckets. So the oh, stuff that's that right. you that's right. like to do and want to continue doing, the stuff that you don't really like to do, but that you need to continue doing. And then the stuff that you really don't like to do and you don't want to continue, you want to delegate out. So I looked at that um, and you gave me a couple other maybe resources to look into as well. But I remember thinking, wow, like I could do all of these things. That is right. So that's interesting. So I, I remember that. And then from there too, I think we ended up getting on a phone call and I think I told you, Hey, I'm, I'm actually ironically looking at, uh, you know, hiring somebody to do a few of these things that, uh, that I sent you. Yep. That's why I say, and I tell people this now too, is especially, you know, with, uh, some of the shows that are, you know, a little bit newer, uh, maybe a little bit younger show. Um, yeah. it, you just reach out to the host, like you will get a reply back. It's awesome. Especially if somebody says, Hey, reply to me, <laughs> you know, if you get on their email list and they say, Hey, shoot me a reply and let me know what you think. Actually, if you do that, you, you know, you can really build these connections and it's, for me, that's been hugely valuable. That's right. So at this point, a lot's happened since then. So we, we started working together somewhere along the line. And, uh, I think at, at one point you said, Hey, look, I will, I'll do this for you for free. I'm pretty sure I remember that. Hopefully I'm remembering correctly. And then I, I think that uh, that's, that's what actually got us on the phone, if I remember, and said, hey, well, you know, you can do this, do this for free, but I don't think I was totally comfortable with having somebody work 
for free. I wasn't sure at the time, you know, is that going to be, is that going to be a good fit? Is it, uh, are they going to have a vested interest, et cetera, et cetera. I had a lot of things running through my mind. So I'm like, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we set you up with a, with a stipend? And then, you know, you can, you can learn as, as you go for some of the stuff yep. too. And I think that's how we brought you into the fold. And yep. So what what do you what do you recommend to people that are in that same type of place then now? Because now you help I mean now this is several years later one of the things that you do is you know you've been a coach in in our programs and now you you coach on your own and you know we partner with you and um and you help people get these side businesses up and started and and their ideas from ideas to be able to put them into reality. So what advice do you give people at that are even <laughs> getting into this stage of taking this from an idea to doing something and getting paid for something. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing, um, the, the one thing that you can do is talk to people. You really have to get out of your comfort zone, um, and just reach out to people. So if you have an idea in your mind, um, of what you would like the service you'd like to provide, and you have an idea of who you would like to provide that service for, get out and start talking to them. There really isn't a better way like that I have found anyway. I feel like um, getting out and talking to you know your potential target market is one. Um, but the other thing is also just to be open about what you're doing. Start telling people in your life. Tell your friends, your family, even you know if you com- feel comfortable with your coworkers, you know, telling them because you just never know. Um, I think. Ah, there was a Jeff Woods quote that was really great from his the first time he was on the show. And yeah. he said something about 80% of what you need is already within your your sphere of influence, influence or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, such a great quote. And it's so true. Um, because now that I'm out there and I'm, you know, doing the side hustle coaching, I started to, you know, make this known, like within my, you know, groups of friends. And now at parties, I have people pulling me aside to say, hey, we, we're going to need to talk soon. I kind of want to do this, you know, and so they're interested in getting something going on the side. And now I'm starting to like pop up in people's minds as somebody that can help them. But you have to open your mouth. <laughs> you have to talk. And, you know, I know it's not that easy for you know everybody. Some people are naturals at it. And it's not, you know, anxiety producing experience for them. But for other others of us, you just have to force yourself to get out there and have those conversations, connect with people. And I think that's exactly what you did, too. I mean, if we look back at how some of this stuff happened and how this evolution happened, then that's what I take away from exactly what you did. Um, maybe underneath it all, you were worried about, okay, how are people going to perceive this or whatever else, but you still did it anyways. I don't know. Was, was that a worry for you at the, at the time or did, was that not a big deal? I'm I'm curious where your head was. Definitely. Definitely. It's always like, Oh, you know, I'm (laughs) going to send this email. I don't really know what I'm going to get back. Are they going to ignore it? Or is it going to be, you know, silly? Do I sound like an idiot? Like, yeah, of course, you know, but you just have to push through it and realize that, you know, the reward for actually going through and doing it is much greater, you know, (laughs) it's yeah. And it's, it's nothing compared, you know, like the fear will kind of fade away when you realize what can happen, what the potential is, you know, when you get past and push past that fear and you actually extend yourself. Yeah. So here's, here's one of the things I've been fascinated by, like working with you from the point where it's like, Hey, I'll do some of the social media stuff for you for free all the way to where 
you are now in, in, in coaching people to be able to start their side businesses and earn income from it. And you've done that in a whole bunch of different fashions for yourself. Um, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like it was outside looking in. It doesn't seem like it was a worry for you about how this stuff was going to evolve. But I see that and I get that question from our listeners all the time. It's like, I'm trying to come up with like the perfect side business. And when I, when I figure it out, I will know, and then I will put 110% into it. And then like unicorns are going to come out and I don't know, they're going to feed me cherries and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but somehow we attach this like perfect, uh, perfect reality that's going to happen when we latch on to the right idea. But it doesn't really seem like you did that at all. Uh, and it didn't really seem like you were concerned about it. Maybe you were, but how do you think about that sort of thing? Well, the first thing I can say is uh, unicorns can come out if you use Asana and you're completing tasks. So yes. there can be unicorns. Um, but Hey, they have friends too now. Did you see the, the latest update uh, a month ago or so? They have like no, narwhals and all kinds uh, of other stuff. <laughs> but so that is possible. That is possible. Um, well, I think what I tried to do, and this is what I'm trying to uh, incorporate into my programs now, is really just to instill in folks that, you have to make the most educated, I guess, decision based on the information you have right now in terms of choosing a business idea. So you're going to, you know, basically just decide and pursue something that's really just the best fit for right now um, and then get into action right away. Just get in there and start whatever it is. It's not going to be perfect. Um, and for me, you know, the VA business was a lot of fun. I, I had a blast with it. Um, it is what led to where I am now. And it was just awesome. But I think at some point during the course of the time that I was, you know, working in my VA business, I was thinking, well, I'd like to bring in more income from this. So what are my options? Well, I could scale up, I could take on more clients, I could raise my rates. And I think there was like a, a moment for me in that where I realized I don't want more clients. <laughs> I just don't, I don't want a VA business. And so at that point, that was when I really started doing a little more soul searching. And I realized, you know, I really love this marketing thing. Um, but I love working with coaches, you know, and then one day, and this is probably on my commute too, like in the car, I was just like, well, I could provide marketing services for coaches or I could just market my own services as a coach, <laughs> you know, and it, it just was kind of one of those weird moments. And that's where this next uh, stage kind of began, but I would not have seen that. And that's, that's the thing that I try to really, really, really drive home for people is that I would not even have seen coaching as a possibility for myself had I not started the VA business and connected with so many coaches and had like such an awesome experience working with you, Scott, and being able to, you know, interact with people in your programs and realizing that's what, what it was. It was really interacting in your communities and then, um, you know, being able to interact with folks like in the figure out what fits program. I was like, I, I love this. Like, I think this is something that I'm interested in doing for myself, but that would never have come about otherwise. So it really, the biggest thing is just to get in, in motion and get out there and realize it's not going to be perfect. And that's, that's so interesting because the thing that I've, I've seen and been uh, pleasantly surprised in working with you is that you have this phenomenal ability when working with our, uh, you know, our customers, our clients. And when, when you've been, cause you've coached in two different programs of ours, uh, the first version of our figure out what fits program, which really helps people figure out exactly what, what it is that they want to be doing. And then you've also done coaching with our side biz MBA program, which 
is you know helping people start a side business, which is more of what you do, uh, more of what you do right now. And I, I was, I don't know when you initially came to me and everything like that. It's uh, like, hey, I'll do social media. Um, I sort of had one one thing in my mind uh, that you would be good at. And I, I saw you interact in our groups and I saw how you could sort of create community. And I saw that you, I saw firsthand some of your experiences with social media and got to experience that long before you ever proposed anything. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. But then as I got to know you, it's like, wow, you have this phenomenal ability to help people kind of distill through the the crap and focus on what is good for them. And that was a pleasant surprise. But also, like, that's where I sort of saw you come alive, too, and then helping them kind of move that into into reality and kind of um, sometimes it's the brainstorming part of that mm-hmm. piece. And sometimes it's the uh, helping expose them and to uh, to what could be possible. And, and then other times it's been the well, you know, if you just did this, <laughs> then, then you could make that, make that happen. And in, in all of those situations, I, I've sort of seen you, um, I've gotten to see you really enjoy it, but sort of come alive in, in those parts and, and see how, how good you are at that. And, um, it's, it would have been a shame to not see that stuff if you hadn't gone through all of the other things to be able to get here. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel too. Um, I feel like coaching has always been a part of who I am anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about my job is really just like working with employees and trying to coach them along and help them reach the next level in their career and do whatever I can to facilitate that and to get to get them where they want to go. But I never really identified that as anything other than just, oh, I'm a supervisor, you know. Um, but I think that's something that I love to do. I, I love helping people go from where they are to where they want to go. First of all, identifying what that is, but then helping to get them on that path. Um, and it's been amazing for me. Like I, I was telling somebody the other day that this is just so much fun. Like it doesn't feel like work. Like I love the brainstorming and I love part of it too. I think as I'm kind of with my clients, I'm a little bit of a slave driver as far as the accountability. I'm always (laughs) popping in to say, Hey, did you get this done? Did you get that done? Like, you know, keep it moving. And you know, but they, they're getting results and it's just been, for me, I feel like a, like a proud, uh, mama bear <laughs> watching it. Well, you've gotten that name too, in our, in our side biz MBA program. Yeah. Shout go out mama to bear, Mimi. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mimi. <laughs> yep. The, uh, the other thing I've been really, um, I think impressed is the right word. I was trying to think if it's the right word or not, but is that you are, you're committed to this as a, as a side business. I, I, I hear so much stuff out there where people are like, this is, you know, the end goal is to ditch this terrible job and just go straight up. I want to be my own boss. And, and sometimes people don't even know the reasons for that, or they haven't routed through like, why do I want to be my own boss? They're just running away from something else. Mm-hmm. But um, when you start a business on the side, it's really kind of a unique situation because it requires so much of you. And that's, that's one of the things that I think that you do really, really well because you've, I mean, way back to, you know, starting throw down for a cause and, um, you know, doing that on the side and then, you know, moving into all of these other things that you've done, like you really understand what it takes to run a, 
run a business on the side. And that's something I'd love to talk to you for about for just a, just a minute. Like what would you say are some of the like two or three biggest keys or things that people don't realize they're going to have to think about when, when they're starting a business or running a business on the side of, you know, maybe their day job or another gig? Well, I think a big one, and this was one that I actually needed to work through, um, in my own life actually, was really just to understand how much time was going to be required. Um, and even though it is a side thing, it still takes about 10 to 15 hours, um, a week, sometimes 20, it, de- it kind of depends, but really more in that like 15 hour a week range. Um, so really being honest about the time and energy commitment that it's going to take and then communicating that to the people in your life. And that's where I had a little bit of a struggle. <laughs> um, Basically, the fact that, you know, weekends are, are sacred to the nine to fiver, you know, so it's like you go to work all week, and then the weekends should be completely free and just time to, you know, have fun. And that's basically how I was, you know, my life was, you know, previous to my side biz. So I don't think I fully understood how much I was going to be putting into a side business. And I don't think I communicated that to my girlfriend as well. And so, yeah. you know, there were some there are a few bumpy spots there. But Um, what I ended up doing is really just sitting down with her and just hashing it out and really just discussing, okay, well, if I can get X number of hours on X day, you know, then the rest of my weekend is free and really making that clear and then honoring that. So you need to, first of all, get agreement and then just with your partner and then honor that stick to it, you know, so that for me is like, has been huge. And now, you know, things are a lot nicer. So when I'm doing work, she's usually, she knows that that's my work time. So she's going to go off and do something else. And then after that, we're free, um, to hang out and do, you know, whatever we want. So that was probably one of the biggest things. Um, trying to think, cause yeah. And, and just really taking care of yourself in the midst of it, really, really getting sure you get your sleep and you, you know, you continue to exercise and do all the things that are good for you and eat right. Because, if you are not in peak condition, it's going to be really, really hard. And you might be able to, you know, kind of grind it out for a while, but you're really, it's, it's in the end, you're really going to, is you're going to not uh, be uh, able to sustain it. It'll kill you if, uh, if you're doing it, it for a really, really long period of time. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not literally, but potentially. Um, and I remember, I remember that being a huge focus for myself too. And I remember to the point where I was trying to figure out, it's like, what, is the quickest thing for me to be able to eat that is going to give me the most energy and like really focusing on both the time and, um, and I was a, I'm a huge food person. So I love food for the taste of food and I have eaten way too much over the course of my life. And, you know, at one point, uh, weighed like almost 60 pounds more for the love of it. But, but I remember, you know, having those types of thoughts for energy management as well. And that's mm-hmm. something I've seen you do really, really well. So what, what advice would you give people then as they're thinking about um, managing their energy? Like how, how do they focus? You just listed off, you're talking about like sleep and you're talking about like food and you're talking about all of these different areas. What are maybe one or two that I could just focus on to get, get right uh, at the beginning? Yeah. Um, well, the most important thing is to know yourself. So know how much sleep you, you need to feel good. You know, if you can work on six hours of sleep a night, God bless you. I can't, I need my eight (laughs) hours, but I, but I knew that about myself. So, um, when I decided that I was going to use mornings for my side business, I realized, okay, if I'm going to get up at five, that means I have to go to bed at nine, nine 30 at the latest. Like I have to be in bed. I have to be a grandma and be in bed like very early because that's the only way I can support that. 
So you need to, I would say if there's one thing I think that I would recommend somebody really focusing hard on is that sleep thing. Make, make sure you're getting the sleep. Don't sacrifice that. Very cool. Very cool. I am, um, I'm curious what, uh, what you see for yourself from, from here on out. Like what are, what are you really excited about? You've got uh, still a ton of stuff going on. I'm continually impressed by how much stuff you have going on and, and how, <laughs> even though I know nothing ever goes perfectly, like how well you've been able to orchestrate a whole bunch of it. And uh, yeah, what, uh, what happens from here? What are you excited about? What's next for you? Wow. Well, well, I mean, I'm still relatively new into this coaching thing. It's only been a couple of months for me, but just based on how it's been going so far and how I feel about it, that is going to be a constant in my, my future. Um, I do want to stay at my day job. So I will, because I think I'm one of those odd people that somehow I, and you know, I shouldn't make it sound that way. Actually, really what it comes down to is knowing what you want and knowing the type of environment and you talk about this all the time, but just knowing the type of environment that you excel in, you know, knowing kind of what works for you and what you want and what's going to lead you to the future that you want. So I'm, I'm happy that I have been able to, you know, get that in not just the side business, but also my day job. So my side business, uh, my coaching business will be, you know, a side thing, at least from, from where I can see from here. And I'm just, I'm super excited about helping however many people I can help. Um, going to do the one-to-one coaching and potentially have a group program in the future. But I, I don't know, like, I just, I feel like I can never get tired of talking about uh, side businesses and business ideas and brainstorming. It's just, for me, it's, I don't know, it's awesome. And one of the things I'd tell you too, is there's a couple places you can, you can find out more about Tracy. So, uh, if you want to find out more about her coaching, you can actually go over to uh, our coaching page and learn a little bit more about, uh, about, Tracy and how she does side biz coaching. And then, um, also your, your own website as well. Yep. So. And you're going to have to put this in the show notes cause my last name is long and Italian, but, uh, it's Tracy Minutolo.com. So it's T R A C E Y M I N U T O L O.com. We will put it in the show notes <laughs> along with everything else we've talked about too. Cause we've mentioned some amazing past guests like Austin Netsley and, and uh, Jeff Woods, and uh, we jokingly had Dave Ramsey on on our show. You can go back and find <laughs> out uh, find out all about that too, and how that works. But yeah, Jeff was on episode one fifteen, so you can go back and, and find that there too. But we'll we'll put all of those in the in the notes. That way you can find them. So you can just go over to happentoyourcareer dot com and happentoyourcareer dot com slash podcast. And then click on, click on this one, be able to find all the things that we're talking about a whole bunch more. Tracy, this has been, uh, like I said, not only a long time coming, but I'm, I'm so glad that we get to have this conversation and I'm so glad things have, uh, I'm so glad you put yourself out there way back when and have continued to done so <laughs> good job. Way to go. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Thank you. And this has just been uh, an honor to be on the show now, you know, after listening to so many episodes and just being inspired like crazy. So this is, to me, this is like, I, I don't know, this is a big accomplishment. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I, I was looking it up to, to see kind of in the background here and you were our, uh, seventh customer ever that happened to your career. Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. 
So (laughs) (laughs) from seven, from listener to seventh customer to, uh, you know, having uh, several different types of side gigs and side business and now helping other people do that exact same thing. That is so absolutely amazing. And I'm excited to see what, uh, what continues to happen in the future. And, uh, go, go over, check out, uh, check out Tracy on our coaching page, check out Tracy's website. It's phenomenal and do not hesitate to reach out to her. Uh, I guarantee you'll have a great experience and thank you so much again for making the time. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, I hope you absolutely love that with Tracy. And if you're not ready to quit your job and make a jump to your next career, test it as a side hustle first. One of the ways that uh, that you can do that and one of the ways that you can get our help in doing that is go over to happentoyourcareer.com slash coaching uh, or simply from the from the main page, click on coaching and you can check out both, uh, both Tracy as a, as a coach working with happen to your career who can help you get started with your side hustle, help make it a thing and make it a profitable way to be able to pay off your debt or do anything else that you want to with it. For me, I, I, I grew it into an investment and grew it into, into what you see today with happen to your career and whatever it is that you want to do, go over there, check it out, check her out and let us help you be able to make it happen. I want you to to come back and join us next week because we've got so many more really pretty amazing things for you on the show at Happen to Your Career. Take a listen right now to what is coming up on Happen to Your Career podcast next week. I was adamant about going to college and I wanted to make a lot of money because my parents didn't have a lot of money in general. Uh, And so I kept going like, I'm gonna be a millionaire. I said that when I was eight. And really going, is this what the rest of my life is going to look like? And, yes. and we've got you on now, so. It's, oh, it's, it's even better. We're increasing quality by the minute. Always ready. Hey, hope you absolutely love that. All that and more when you join us next week on Happened to Your Career. I really appreciate you taking the time and making the time to be here with us absolutely love it. I I love doing this. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if you enjoyed this at all, I would absolutely love it if you would take about uh, about 15 to 60 seconds and go over and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, Rating and review on iTunes, on Stitcher, uh, radio and we would absolutely appreciate that that would make our that would make our entire day it would make our entire week actually so until until next time thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, absolutely value your time we'll talk to y'all later next week on happen your career see you later adios i'm out mm-hmm.